You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome to, all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, June 22nd, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And I would like to remind you that the Ocho is presented to you by our friends at Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein, Biltong 32, and each meat stick appropriately has Ocho grams of protein. If it's good enough for the Cowboys, it has got to be good enough for you as well. Righteous Felon uses locally sourced, all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off of your order. That is RighteousFelon.com, discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off of your order. All right, full disclosure, this episode's dropping on Thursday. I am recording it on Monday, so a few days ahead of time uh, because I'm going to be traveling with the family. We're going to go see the Houston Astros play the New York Mets. Uh, Hopefully things go well. Haven't been going too well as of late for the Astros, but uh, we'll see. It's my son's first baseball game, so very excited to take him to that. Um, But because of the travel, the, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles and all that stuff, um, it just wasn't feasible or isn't feasible because I haven't gone yet um, in my time, in your time I have uh, but it isn't feasible for me to take all the podcasting equipment with me but because I am obsessed with content uh, we have lots of stuff I've got lots of articles in the can that will be kind of dropping throughout the week uh, besides mine obviously we've got tons of other great ones uh, blog on the boys I'm recording this ahead of time if that isn't obvious got some TikToks and Instagram reels and YouTube shorts that'll be popping uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram uh, at RJ Ochoa TikTok RJ Ochoa uh, make sure to subscribe to the blog on the boys YouTube channel I know it's the summer months but we have some big plans for the season that we're very very excited about uh, we should be by the way doing a giveaway I don't know exactly when that's going to happen if I'm being honest with you maybe it already happened for you um, with our friends at FOCO over on the blog on the boys Twitter account uh, so make you just check out everything. But today I wanted to talk about something uh, that I was actually inspired to discuss uh, thanks to my friend Rob Thompson. So uh, a bit of a backstory here. Uh, last week, Bill Barnwell wrote at ESPN. You may have missed this or read it. It was awesome. Uh, Barnwell wrote about active players in the NFL that have the opportunity to finish their careers as the greatest of all time at their respective position. So again, Barnwell looked at the entire NFL and which players that are currently in it 
have the chance to finish as the greatest whatever they are, right? Like the greatest receiver, the greatest tight end, or greatest running back. Um, now, running back is actually one that he didn't uh, assess because, you know, there was this um, sort of uh, qualifier that some positions have players that just can't be caught right now. Running back is, is one of them, whoever you believe uh, the greatest of all time to be. It's obviously Emmett Smith. Uh, there were two Cowboys that Barnwell discussed as having the opportunity um, in our present moment to finish their careers as the greatest players of all time at their respective positions. Number one was Zach Martin, and number two was Micah Parsons. So I wrote about this, obviously, and, and a lot of things have to happen for stuff like this to happen. Um, now, by the way, the Cowboys were one of two teams to have two players on the list. The other uh, was the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, and Travis Kelsey. Um, there were some other players mentioned. There was, I think, seven total, um, but four of the seven were uh, two Chiefs and two Cowboys. Um, so anyway, uh, fun discussion, and it's it's kind of a great uh, sports radio segment, right? Like, who's the greatest of all time? Or, like, people uh, have that debate on sports radio talk shows all over the country. Uh, and I actually uh, do a weekly radio hit with my friends um, in sports radio at San Antonio Sports Star. I'm on every Friday morning on R&R in the morning with Rob Thompson and Rudy J. And so last Friday, um, you know, I had written the article uh, at Blog on the Boys about Barnwell's assessment. And Rob asked me this, and we were kind of talking about it. And Rob actually misinterpreted the idea. He thought, that the premise was which players on the Cowboys have an opportunity to finish their careers as the greatest Cowboys of all time at their position, right? So if we look, I know I'm super excited about it because I have a lot of thoughts and I wrote about like 1,500 words about it just a moment ago. So uh, there is an article that is now in your time out that, um, that you can read that I wrote at blogontheboys.com. Uh, but which players, this is the premise to, to kind of land the plane, which players on the current Dallas Cowboys roster have the opportunity to finish their careers as the greatest player within franchise history specifically of all time. I know I worded that very weirdly. I came up with four names. Um, and like Barnwell, I'm going to kind of toss out and throw out some qualifiers. I'm not going to mention Zach Martin or Micah Parsons because we don't need to be redundant, right? Like we understand that it's you know, probable that they could, you could argue that Zach Martin is the greatest guard of all time, although, uh, you know, it's tough to beat out Larry Allen, obviously, and while Micah Parsons is very, very, very early in his NFL career, um, he is certainly on pace to finish as the greatest, whatever you want to call him, in Dallas Cowboys franchise history. Um, so again, we're, we're talking about players as they measure against players who have played their position just within Dallas Cowboys history. We're not talking about, you know, Jerry Rice or anything like that, right? These are just players who have played for the Dallas Cowboys. And we're also not going to throw out things that make no sense, right? Like all due respect to Tony Pollard or I guess Ronald Jones or Deuce Vaughn, Emmitt Smith is the greatest running back in franchise history, right? Like, you know, if we'd had this conversation a year ago, maybe you could have argued that Zeke Elliott had an opportunity uh, to finish as the greatest running back in team history, but you know, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, by the way, I just you know I know people will think that Zeke's gonna return to the Cowboys, whatever. Um, understand, please, that I'm recording this on Monday. So if there is some sort of like massive breaking news or some kind of news that I'm not discussing, it's because I don't know it at my current moment. So anyway, I have four names, uh, four names that are not Micah Parsons or Zach Martin, and I'm gonna go in order of what I think are the most to least likely. Um, and by least likely, I mean has a chance, but it's kind of an outside chance. And by most likely, I'm not saying it's even a guarantee, but just the strongest likelihood. Um, so let's go ahead. First name for me, Tyron Smith. And for the purposes of this, I looked at all tackles. Um, I don't think it's fair to just say left tackles. That's a little bit uh, finicky. Um, you know, 
I, I, it's kind of like why people think there should be um, like an edge rusher designation on all pro teams. Like when you when you do linebacker, you know, defensive end, it gets a little, you know, finicky. Um, so if we're just talking tackles, right, you know, offensive lineman on the edge, right? That's what we're talking about throughout all of Dallas Cowboys franchise history. There are a lot to choose from. This is a very, very proud franchise. I know the glory days are all in the past. Um, now, when I wrote the article, I established what I thought or what I think is the current GOAT, right? like the current greatest, in this case, tackle in Dallas Cowboys franchise history. And for me, I believe it's Rayfield Wright. I actually believe that Rayfield Wright is sort of underrated uh, when you talk about, you know, greatest players in, in Dallas Cowboys franchise history. When, when you ask people, right, like you ask people to name like who's in the ring of honor, right? Like people don't really talk about Rayfield Wright. Like he was he is literally, you know, one, one of the greatest players to have ever play this game. Like Rayfield Wright was one of the greatest tackles to ever play in the NFL. He is currently, in my mind, the greatest tackle in Dallas Cowboys franchise history. Three time first team all pro, all decade team, you know, Pro Bowls, I'm not a big fan of the Pro Bowl now. Like, whoa, hot take, you know, talk about sports radio. Um, I don't know anybody who, like, champions the Pro Bowl now. But, you know, and I hate to sound old at this point, but, like, when I was growing up, like, it was, like, a big deal to be a Pro Bowler, right? Like, you know, oh, man, he made the Pro Bowl last year. It was, like, a statement you would say, and, and it meant something, right? Like, now, you know, you have all these alternates and things like that. Like, it's not really this, like, mark and measurement of greatness. Tyron does have the big cat beat out on Pro Bowls. But again, Tyron's kind of played in the era where, you know, there's a little bit more mainstream, like reputation that puts you in the Pro Bowl. Not saying that Tyron isn't deserving, obviously. Um, but if, if you look at their individual accolades, they do kind of stack up almost, I wouldn't say evenly or even Steven, but but kind of close to that. Um, now, Rayfield has the team accomplishments, right? Like all, you know, shocker here, all the, all the like goats that we're measuring against do. And, you know, Tyron has missed a lot of time as of late, and I really, you know, I would say I can make an argument that Zach Martin is currently the greatest guard in franchise history. Now, I understand that you would have a very strong argument against that if you wanted to fight on behalf of Larry Allen, right? I can see both sides of that. I can't see the argument that Tyron is the best right now. I think he has a chance to become the best tackle in Dallas Cowboys franchise history, but I think two things would be necessary. He would have to have some sort of late career resurgence, right? He'd have to, you know, have this amazing season, you know, at it, it, you know, I say he's, people act like he's old. I mean, the guy's early 30s. Um, I think, that, and, and this is really the case for everyone, but I think the Cowboys would have to win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, you'd have to kind of have that. Tyron Smith, to be very clear, is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's, he's a Pro Football Hall of Famer, you know, when it's all said and done. Um, but you can be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and still not be the best person to ever play your position in Dallas Cowboys franchise history. And so I think that's kind of where Tyron is at. He's the closest. Um, and I get it if you want to say that Tyron at his peak was was a more dominant, more physical, more amazing whatever player than Rayfield, right? Um, different era, so it's difficult, you know, to kind of really compare. You're talking, the, you know, early 70s to, you know, the, the 2010s. Um, but I think he just misses out. But that's number one on my list. So he's got the strongest case right now. Um, and then I think there's a big drop-off, right? Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Like in, in potential, right? Tyron is close. You know, he needs a few things, but not quite there yet. Now we're talking the odds really drop here. Uh, number two on my list is CD Lamb, and I know that sounds ridiculous because he's only played three seasons for the team, um, but that's kind of what it is, right? Like he's he's had all of these you know incredible statistical accomplishments, um, and he's only played three seasons for the team. And CD, and this is true for the fourth player on my list, uh, plays in an era where the passing is super frequent right like cd it, it's not like ridiculous and he, and he also plays in an era i didn't even include this in the article that i think about where there's a 17th regular season game right like you talk about rayfield right like you're talking about 14 regular season games you know once upon a time and so you know talking about cd and if it isn't obvious the greatest of all time currently is michael irvin uh but cd right now is is fourth in club 88 right like he you know and that's not like a a knock on him right he's played for three seasons but I mean CD has a lot of work to do just to pass Des Bryant and then he's got to pass Drew Pearson and then he's got to pass Michael Irvin but you know it, you know with health with with success with team success I mean it's very possible with great and sustainable quarterback play he could totally average you know 11 to 1200 yards a season uh, maybe six to eight touchdowns a season something like that and if he does that for half a decade six seven eight years I mean you know those numbers add up but you gotta have the team accomplishments right like that's that's what really kind of defines you know Drew Pearson and and Michael Irvin right like I know they're you know Des is, is kind of similar to Tyron right you can argue like the peak version of Dez was the most unstoppable wide receiver that has ever played for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that's a very, very fair argument, right? Like Pete Dez was a monster. Um, but but if CD can kind of put all that together, and that, that's a lot of – this whole conversation is ifs, ands, buts, right? But if that happens, he has a chance. He plays in an era, you know, and if they add an 18th regular season game, right, like the opportunity from a numerical standpoint is going to be there. But you've got to have the team-wide accomplishments. I think that's a must here. You know, it's a wide receiver. It's it's a highly visible position. Um, so, you know, that's my take on CD. Number three on my list. I thought about making this player number two, um, but there's there's less controllable elements involved, and that's Trayvon Diggs. All right? This blew my mind. And... and I say that, you know, I don't really like freak out about this, but anyway, Deion Sanders played 63 career games for the Dallas Cowboys, right? And by the way, I don't care who you define as the greatest cornerback in team history. You could go Deion, who played five seasons for the Cowboys. You could go Mel Renfro because he had a, a much longer career for the Cowboys, right? Like it depends how you kind of define this. That's why this is a great sports radio segment because there's so much subjective elements and nature, you know, involved in it all. Um, but let's just presume you say it's Dion. Um, 63 career games for the Dallas Cowboys, 14 interceptions. Career interceptions, that's just with the Dallas Cowboys, right? Because that's, that's the trick with you're looking at a piece of Dion's career. He's the greatest cornerback of all time, but, but only a piece of his career was spent with the Cowboys. Uh, Mel Renfro, or not Mel Renfro, sorry, Trayvon Diggs has played in 45 career games with the Dallas Cowboys. So 18 fewer than Dion. But he has 17 interceptions to his name compared to Dion's 14. And again, that's just the number that Dion had with the Cowboys specifically. Now I know teams didn't throw at Dion, right? Like I'm not sitting here and arguing that, you know, because Trayvon has more interceptions in a Cowboys uniform, he's a better corner or a better corner in Cowboys history. That's a dumb thing to say. But interceptions do matter, right? Like they're they're a piece. They're they're, you know, you can't 
you know, make the whole picture with it, but they are a piece. And so, you know, it's it's very difficult to imagine that Trayvon would, would sustain that pace, the pace we kind of talked about CD keeping, right, like at wide receiver. I don't know how Trayvon could even keep a pace of like six interceptions a year. But if he did, you know, things are different. And if, if these interceptions are sizable, if they're seismic, if they happen to these big moments, if they define games, kind of like, you know, the pick six he had against the Patriots, even though that didn't end the game. You know, if those things happen, you know, who knows? If he wins a defensive player of the year, who knows, right? Like those things have to happen. Those things are really necessary. I don't think that a Super Bowl win is as necessary here, which is weird, right? Like I don't think people look at, you know, nobody's like having the Mel Renfro, Deion Sanders debate and is like, well, who won more Super Bowls with the Cowboys, right? Like nobody does that. That's that's a weird way to look at that. But he's got to get some, some individual accolades. He's got to get some first team all pros. Like those things have to happen. And I think he's got to shed, and I think he's done this really well. Well, over the course of the last year, he's got to shed the label of like, oh, you're this high variance. Sorry, I hit the microphone with my hand. High variance, big play, aggressive style, whatever. You know, it's it's unfortunate, but that's just the way the conversation ends. And you could argue that he's penalized in the way that CD line benefits, right? Like this passing there. And, and granted, that does provide opportunities for interceptions. But like we talked about a little while ago, it's not controllable for him. He can't control whether passes come his way or not, like Dion couldn't, right? Like we sit here and bring up the interception numbers, and that's dumb because, you know, you, you can't intercept what's not thrown your way. Um, but I think Trayvon has a chance because, like CD, he is so early in his career. That's why I included him. Um, okay, number four. This is my fourth of four. Again, these are all ifs. <laughs> these are all hypotheticals. These are all just, you know, things if... If we're talking about a world of infinite possibilities, I think, and, and if we're not, you know, saying like, well, Terrence Steele has a chance to be the best tackle in fantasy history. Like if we're, if we're living in the realm of practical possibilities, I think that my fourth name of the four names I came up with has to be number four. Whoa, what, RJ, what honor? Look, here's, hear me out. I am not saying that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in franchise history. That's not the point. But if we're talking about what is possible in the future, right? Like he's it's it's definitely possible. I'm not arguing it's a high probability, but it is definitely possible. Dak Prescott is only just about to become 30 years old. And I recognize that he doesn't have a Super Bowl, he doesn't have an NFC championship appearance. Right? Like I, I know all the things, right? But like CD, he is fortunate to play in an era. And, and we talk about the 18th game, right? If that does come along, he's fortunate to play in an era, not only with a passing boom, not, not only where all this statistical success follows, you know, offensive players, but in an era where quarterbacks can play into their forties, right? Like, and I don't know, we, we don't know what Dak's going to do, right? Like, you know, look at, look at his predecessor to kind of learn how quickly and how overnight that thing can change. But it's possible that there is, there is proof of concept that quarterbacks can play into their forties. And so if you're telling me that Dak Prescott in this hypothetical is going to play another decade or so, you know, kind of plus minus, it's totally possible. Now, unlike Tyron, unlike CD, unlike Trayvon, Super Bowls will help their candidacy. It's dumb to say quarterback wins and things like that. They are essential here. That is an essential component to this future discussion. The way I wrote it in the article um, was I think I, I wrote, hardware must be won, banners must be hung, and parades must be had. You want to be the greatest quarterback in Jacksonville Jaguars franchise history? You don't have to win the Super Bowl. That's not, you know, no disrespect to Trevor Lawrence or Mark Brunel or David Garrard or Byron Leffitt or whatever. You want to be the greatest quarterback to ever play football for this organization, for the Dallas Cowboys. 
you got to win some Super Bowls. Like, and it's not just one at this point, right? Like, you've got to win. Like, the the bar is high, right? Like, you you win two, and and people like, that's not even enough to some people, right? Like, that could win two in the next five years, and people would be like, well, Troy had three. You know what I mean? Like, that would be a discussion point. Um, now, if if I think if Dak won two, right, and a lot of this would depend on future context and the way things happen. If Dak were to walk away from his career with two. Um, he will likely, by the way, walk away with probably every passing record in franchise history, the way Tony Romo did, and he will probably have a lot of the the records for for rushing for the quarterback position specifically. So, I mean, his name is going to dominate the, the Cowboys' record books, right? He's going to have all of that. He's got a Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. If he picks up an MVP, right? Like if, he, if he has all these other little things, I mean, not that they're little, but you get my point. And he has two Super Bowls on top of that. Then you can make the argument, right? You can say, well, you know, Troy may have had three, but you know, Dak and this and you know, I mean, you can you can really get into this. But if he wins three, if he matches Troy, obviously things really change. But it's like two is a minimum. I mean, and I hate to boil it down to such simplistic terms like that, but it kind of works that way, you know, with this. So I think if Dak wins two Super Bowls and again, like I know that there are the people who are going to be like, that's impossible. Would you bet your life savings that the Cowboys won't win two Super Bowls in the next 10 years? No, because you wouldn't bet that on anyone, right? Like, <laughs> 10 years is a long time. Like, th- like, think about what 10 years ago was. 10 years ago was 2013. What if I had told you 10 years ago that the Seahawks would have been to two Super Bowls, right? That they could have damn near won two Super Bowls, right? What if I had told you 10 years ago that... Um, that Tom Brady would win Super Bowls with two different teams, right? <laughs> what if I told you 10 years ago um, that the Chiefs would have won two Super Bowls in that stretch of time, right? That would be impossible to believe Th- that the Bengals would have been to back-to-back AFC championship games. You cannot tell me what is possible a decade from now, which is why I think you have to at least have this conversation. I recognize, you know, it's, a, it's the highest of mountains to climb, but you have to include him on the list, so... That's where I stand. That's the conversation. I would love to hear how much you agree with me. Like I said, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa on TikTok, RJ.Ochoa. If you want to send me an email, you can, RJ.Ochoa at SBNation.com. Not exactly sure what's going to happen with the NFC East mixtape this week as I sit on Monday. It's not looking or it's looking like we're not going to have it. So you know the answer to that. Uh, your moment in time. So if we did not have it, which seems to be the probability, apologies. It will be back next week. Just kind of a weird week with scheduling and things like that with me and Brandon. Um, if we did have it, which again I think is really unlikely, but if we did, hey, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's. Uh, you'll hear from me again on Sunday on El Ocho, which is my Spanish show that we do around here. I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident, but obviously still a little bit shaky at times. Thanks to everyone for their support. Thanks to everyone for listening here. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have the greatest day of all time. And you do not know it, but I'm going to say it right now that I hope you have the greatest Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you mañana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.